never wondered what a trailing partner is. Neither did I till I became one. In 2018, my family and I moved to China from the UK and I became a trailing partner. Two years on, I have a better handle on what it means to be one and it's not all daytime drinking, beauty treatments and dinner parties. Join me as I speak to women and some men from all walks of life and all over the world, discussing their journey of becoming trailing partners and what it means for them. Hello, this is Conversations with a Trailing Partner. I'm Marvish. They say it takes a village to raise a child, and I completely agree with the statement. Not just because child-rearing is physically laborious, it is mentally challenging. So the village is required not just for the child's well-being, but for the well-being of the caregivers as well. I recall my own journey into motherhood, um, and it starts as soon as you find out you're pregnant. Getting advice on morning sickness, what to eat, what not to eat, to sleep and rest or stay active. And then, after my daughter was born, I felt that I had been initiated into a not-so-secret society, which was understanding and opinionated in equal measure. But where I felt most comforted was in my circle of friends, some of whom were new mums and understood exactly what I was experiencing. And reflecting on that time, I fully appreciate that had it not been for them, my early motherhood experience would have been really different. But what happens when you find yourself in a new country with an infant? away from everything familiar. How do you find your village? To talk about motherhood, living overseas and finding your village, I have Gertie Vanderwell with me. Welcome Gertie. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Um, Could you tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've uh, lived overseas, just a bit of background? Yeah, of course. Yeah, my name is Geertje. Uh, I'm from the Netherlands, live in China for four and a half years now. Um, together with my husband Elmo uh, and our two daughters Liz and Kiki, uh, China is our first expat adventure. We mm-hmm. haven't been abroad before China. Um, we initially only came for one year, but well, yeah, here we are, four and a half, and That's a few a story more to go. Of a lot of people, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, came here yeah. for a year and ended up staying six years or however yeah. long. Yeah, time just flies by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So um, I recall you telling me that you, when you first arrived here, uh, your firstborn Liz was an infant. Yes, she was ten weeks at that time. Um, and so, so what are some of the memories that spring up when you recall sort of your early days of motherhood in a new country? Um, well, walking, 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 walking. Yeah. I walked so much with Liz, like kilometers a day, oh, wow. just to find out where did we end up living now um where are we what can we do um where are other moms where can we make friends what are good places for her to play yeah anything yeah to do do your shopping i just walked everything yeah um yeah so that's my biggest memory just walking just walking a lot i imagine four years ago four and a half years ago china or studio would have been very different um yeah I think the biggest difference now is that there's a lot more options for food deliveries. You don't have to do all the shopping yourself. Yeah. Um, Didi wasn't there yet. Oh, uh, so so just for our listeners, Didi is sort of like China's version version of uh, Uber. Uber. Yeah. 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 And it's very convenient. And oh, it yeah. works perfectly here. So, um, but it didn't exist at that time. So yeah. there were taxis, but then you have to wait in the rain or in the burning sun with a yeah. baby and a pram, which is yeah, not, not great. easy, is it? Yeah, um, yeah so it, it was different. 
but still very convenient. Otherwise, we wouldn't still be here. Did Did you find it was e- easy to sort of navigate with a small child? With With you yeah. not? Did you speak any Mandarin? Back no, then? not at that time. No, you no, didn't. No. But no. you still found it sort of okay to manage. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, brilliant. because I felt like I had all the time in the world. So, yeah, just walk and see where we get. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. really fun. So, just sort of uh, tell me a little bit about sort of new mothers' experiences in uh, the Netherlands. What sort of support would they sort of have? Um, what did they? What What did you sort of when you were expecting Liz? What had? What were you thinking that? What sort of support would you have when you had her? Had you stayed there? Yeah. So we moved to China when she was ten weeks old. And if I wouldn't have moved to China, then that was the point that I had to return back to work. Oh, right. Um, so maternity leave after giving birth is between 10 and 12 weeks okay. in the Netherlands. So then I would have come back to work, uh, ah, which would right. be completely different from what we did. Yeah. Um, and it was one of our main choices to go to China to have like an extended maternity leave and spend the first year with my daughter. Yeah. Um, but yeah things went different uh, yeah back home we would have had the support of course from family and friends uh, but Liz would have gone to a daycare yeah um, there would be a yeah I don't know the exact word a, a kind of a child care center where she would get her vaccines oh, right. uh, where you would um, measure her um, where they would give you advice how to yeah. raise a child yeah um, that's something you don't have in China Uh, But I didn't miss it at all. Maybe because we were lucky to have a very healthy baby who was never sick. That makes a big difference, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest differences. The child care center um, and the family, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, would you would you have expected your sort of your family to sort of do a lot of uh, childminding for you? Or Um, would you have opted more for sort of paid help? Yeah, um, my parents-in-law, they would have babysitted one or two times a week. Um, And then we should have sent Liz to a daycare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite surprised to hear because I think um, uh, having had Maya in the UK, um, I assumed that across Europe there was quite a standard uh, extended maternity leave sort of, um, sort of, I guess laws or whatever supporting yeah. it. Um, in the UK, I think there is. Um, I had about what did I have? Maybe around eleven months of uh, oh, wow. maternity leave, of which um, I think up to about nine months was paid. It was. It was a uh, sort of a. I think I I received a third of my my pay. Not not on full pay, of course, but of course all of it was was paid. Wow. In some shape yeah. or form. And then I sort of took on some leave and whatever extra I had before I sent Maya to sort of nursery. So I always assumed that maybe that's standard across UK, sort of, uh, across Europe, having an extended sort of maternity leave. Yeah. So I'm surprised to hear yeah. that of the of the 10 or 12 uh, weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's quite uh, short. I never realized that as well until I came to China and uh-huh. heard about other countries, like people being here for two years and then being able to go back to their job back home because they still had the right to start at job up again yeah and yeah. i've never heard of those things before but is that scandinavia though because I, uh, I think that's germany but scandinavia is also really good yeah 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 i guess oh it's interesting isn't it um 
Ah, okay. And then and then she would have gone gone to childcare. And obviously, now yeah. now that you were here, you didn't have the pressure of having to go back to work or worrying no. about finding childcare. Um, and and then did you have any sort of um, paid help here? Anyone to look after ladies? Um, no, not in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The first months I did by myself. Uh, but then I wanted to go back to the gym and do a few things yeah. for myself. So then we found an AI that yeah. could take care of Liz as well. Oh, and she lovely. came by recommendation. So yeah. we trusted her immediately and she she's still with us. And that's really oh, nice. nice. Yeah. That's so yeah. nice. So she's seen Liz grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Liz learned her Chinese mainly from her. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really, really good. Well, yeah. And also by the time you get to know your friends and yeah, um, yeah the kids can play there. And yeah, they can also... Not not that they really take care of my kids. Yeah. But if they have to, then they do. And then yeah. I can just leave them there playing and yeah, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. that's really lovely. Um but but you also mentioned that they have these childcare centers where they would sort of offer advice on sort of yeah. you know, because you're a new mom, you're you're new at it as well. So they support yeah. you or they advise you on how to look after your children, what to feed yeah. them, just to sort of monitor their yeah. I guess their progress and when they're reaching their milestones. So yeah. that doesn't exist in China. N- not that I not, not that I am perhaps. aware of. Yeah, ah. I have I haven't found it. Ah, uh, right. Not in the same way as we would have had in the Netherlands. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, because again, that would be quite similar in the UK. They have these. Um, you could go either go to your GP and they would have like midwives and um, health visitors or health workers yeah. there who would uh, weigh your child at least for the first year. Um, and you could just talk to them about feeding or sleeping or anything, yeah. basically any concerns you have, and they would answer all of your questions. They were they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, life saving almost for for many people. Yeah. Um, In the Netherlands, we have that too. Then, and um, what I hear from my friends is that they are really strict. You have to do this. You have to do that. She's two years old now. Now it's time to start this. You need to do this. Really? Yeah, and it's really strict and. Well, being in China has taught me that things can go differently and every child is very different. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. just do it at our own pace. And yeah, well, I've never heard a four-year-old child not speaking, for example. So you yeah. can't pressure them by you have to do this or you have to do that. Oh. So I'm quite happy not to have done that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just yeah. do yeah. it at our own pace and yeah. our own things. Because yeah. what I've, um, from speaking to people and friends, I've heard, and I think that the concept that fascinates me so much is confinement, that uh, I think, but that that's probably just the first month after women give birth, where yeah. it, it, it sounds really lovely, but also it sounds like if you're not really into it, it might be quite hard to do, where you don't leave the house, you only yeah. have warm things. Yeah, you can't you, wash your hair, you I can't, think. Yeah. yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I guess personal hygiene aside, <laughs> yeah. it, sounds, it does sound really nice, but I, I and, and I, I wonder, I've, I've spoken to people, some friends said they did some version of it, but I, I, I do wonder that if, with foreigners being here, if they are seen out and about with very young children, I, I'm, I'm sure it would surprise the locals of why yeah. such a young child is being brought out of the house or why the new mum is just sort of yeah. going about her day where she should yeah. be resting. Yeah, that's true. Now that you mentioned that, I remember that from Liz when we were just walking around. Um, 
and it was really warm outside and she was not wearing socks because there's yeah, no need. Yeah. And then every eye at the corner of the street would stop us and tell me that she has to wear socks. She cannot go outside without wearing socks. And I was like, well, but it's 25 degrees. She doesn't need any yeah. socks, but that's just a, another oh, mindset. Yeah. And yeah, Abs- no, no, no. I, I, I know exactly what you mean, because although now Maya's much older, but uh, I think back in maybe April, when the weather is changing, it's just beginning to get warm, but evenings are quite pleasant. Uh, and she would go out in a t-shirt. I would get a lot of people sort of telling me, although I don't speak Mandarin, but like I would understand that they're trying to say, the wiser child in a t-shirt, she needs yeah. to have something on top yeah. of her. It's freezing. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't freezing. But yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's interesting how things sort of culturally um, differ quite a lot, yeah. don't yeah. they? Um, so, well, yeah, I was going to ask you that and I've already sort of, uh, so I, I guess the big question that I want to ask you is that, as you said, it, back in the Netherlands, you would have had your friends and your family and even sort of support for childcare. In the absence of all of that, how did you find your support here? And I mean, I think what I want to know is how did you find your, your village? Yeah, well, one of the first things that I went to when I arrived in China was Babies and Bums. It was a group at that time on Thursday mornings uh-huh. and it was um, well babies and pregnant women with their bums yeah um, just having a coffee a chat uh, sharing their experiences and I knew about that group chat because when I was still in the Netherlands I found a Facebook group for expats in Suzhou and I connected with a Belgium girl who was already here at that time ah. and she told me she also had a little girl and she told me well there's this group on Thursday mornings if you want you can go there it's just free just walk in and walk out whenever you want so that's I, in the first week when we arrived at I went there and oh, nice. I met some lovely people there and some of them are still here and still my friends oh, so that's, that's, that's really, really nice. nice and one of the girls one of the other babies is one of Liz's best friends Aww. and also still here. So that's really nice. Yeah, um, so, so Liz has grown up with other little children yeah, who have yeah. had that continuity yeah. sort of thing. So the first friends I made, I made them there and yeah. that's huge. Absolutely. Uh, and there were a few other kids from, yeah, well, in the, born in the same month or in the same two months. And we set up our own play group on Tuesday. Um, those moms were also lovely. Yeah. Um, and then I met more people at the gym. Uh, they had also kids, but in completely different ages. So that's more like my friends instead of yeah. making friends through your kids. It's yeah, a whole yeah, different yeah. kind of friendship. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I have a, a, a good bunch of friends here um, oh, that I spent great. my time with. Yeah. Can we talk a bit more about sort of your friends who are your friends, not friends through your kids? Because uh, I think, uh, if I can speak for myself, I think that's probably one of my biggest challenges now as an adult woman, is that I sometimes struggle to find people uh, who I share interests with. So it's mostly, I've been lucky, I think that I have found um, my friends, but they have been in some connection through my child's school, or um, my, my, my child has sort of been the unifying yeah. factor, I suppose. Yeah. But, but I, I do wonder, how, how, how does that happen, sort of, as, as an adult, when you're not in a work setting, or you're not in a sort of any institutional setting, you're just on your By own, yourself. basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think expat life is a, a huge difference in that 
compared to normal life. Yeah. Because here everyone comes blank without any friends. So um, people are more open to talk to you or to go for a lunch, um, yeah, share phone numbers. So if I went to the gym and um, I had some laugh with someone, it's much easier to connect and say, hey, shall we go for lunch next week, for example. Yeah. I would never have done that back home because That's back home true. everyone is settled already yeah. and has his friends for a lifetime. Yeah. But here it's completely different. It's much easier to connect. Um, so, yeah, just in the gym or I, I don't really know, maybe through yeah. other people that yeah. I've met. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's that, that's great. Also, yeah. Also in the Dutch Flemish community, there's ah. uh, it's not really big, but yeah, there are people that I build friendships with. with yeah. Um, and that's not only people from my age; it's also people much older or yeah. ten years younger. That doesn't matter. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that that yeah. No, you're right because um, I think your experience of any place is is completely dependent on the the people you meet and the people you sort of engage with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if there's not a lot or if you don't share common interests it would it would be quite difficult yeah um yeah no 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 absolutely so the other thing i wanted to talk to you about and sort of before i get into that for anyone listening um wechat is the primary mode of communication and social media in china because uh it's not um with whatsapp and facebook and other sort of social media is not as easily accessible here um so there's a big um mums group in Suzhou, it's called the Suzhou Mums Chat, yeah. uh, that you now manage. Yeah. And it's absolutely brilliant because as you mentioned that you were on a few groups before you arrived in China, that I think Suzhou Mums Chat was the first group that I joined before I moved to oh. Suzhou as well. Um, someone I know said, do you know what, why don't you get on that? And it would be really helpful for you if you have any questions, things you think you should bring over or what you yeah. need to know before you go there with a small child. And it was fantastic. So, so how was this group helpful to you? Because it predates your arrival to China, right? Uh, no, in this group, I I was added just after my arrival. All oh, right, okay. Um, but the group, but existed. it's still, uh, yeah, it was different at that time. Okay. But it, but it existed, yes. Uh, but it was really helpful. It just asking the questions. Um, where can I get vaccines? Because yeah. that's so different here. Uh, yeah. Where can I get baby food or baby snacks uh, to which restaurant can I bring my baby here oh, yeah. uh, like all kind of questions that are somehow related to a pregnancy a baby or a mom yeah you could ask anything and there's always someone who knows the answer and that's brilliant that's oh, huge absolutely. yeah yeah no and it, it is very very valuable because um, I think I've uh, probably now experienced that I think someone is there to sort of answer your questions at any time of day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and however inane your question is, somebody will say that I have a link to this or I have had yeah. this experience. And I think that's, that's, yeah. that's so important. Yeah, we are 380 yeah. women, I think, in that group chat now. Ah. So that's quite a lot. Yeah, and no, then those are all women that are still in Suzhou because once in a while we clean the chat. You, yeah. yeah. So that's quite a lot. And then indeed, there's always someone online Who's who yeah. can help you out. Yeah. And, 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 and I find it quite amazing that um, because obviously everyone, I mean, they're all mums, right? And everyone's got like a full on life watching children, some works and everyone's got like so many other commitments. But everyone is always um, 
I guess willing to I, I think the thing I find uh, the most helpful is when you say I'm looking for this and I don't know where to look and five people will send you like a link yeah. uh, here's where you can buy it online or has a store where you might actually physically be able to go yeah. and it's 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 yeah. so so helpful because again I guess when you're in a foreign country and you're navigating a different language sometimes the most um, I guess tedious or the smallest things can yeah. become quite challenging. Yeah. So having that actually is so helpful. So uh, now that you manage this group, how do you think it supports uh, new mums in Sujo and does it sort of meet your vision for it? Um, I hope it supports women in um, different kind of ways. First of all, the practical things that we just mentioned, like yeah. where to go, where to find this, all these things. Um, I also hope just the women to get some support if they need it. Um, yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, there was a woman who gave birth to a baby. Um, and I think she was quite having a having a quite... I think she was having a rough time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really brave that she can write that in the chat and then having support from other women like, oh, I had that too. Um, maybe you can try this. Uh, yeah, all these kind of things. Yeah. Um, so also the mental support because not having your family around can affect you in, oh, in yeah, that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, you cannot go back to your family and yeah. Um, I also know that other groups are formed outside the mom's chat, um, how to say, there is a new gro group for example for pregnant women, um, there's a group uh, for play dates, yeah, uh, yeah. for these things, they are, they are not all arranged in the mom's chat but there are separate groups uh, and people get their support from, from that group. Yeah. Um, so people find each other through the mom's chat and then set up other things and I think that's great. That's really yeah. great. Is that, is that what you had hoped for other than sort of finding the practical support? Because I remember you mentioned that, that while the group existed, it has a lot of structure now. Yeah. Um, so is that, was that what you had hoped? That it, it just uh, doesn't just become sort of say like, I'm selling my child's old clothes as a... Yeah. But yeah. it is so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be much more and... Yeah, really f for the support that you can help each other out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, no, and, 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 and you're absolutely right. I think it was really, really brave of anyone to be able to come up, come out and say yeah. that, you know what, I'm, I think I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed with this because um, I think, again, reflecting from my own experience where I come from in, in South Asia, uh, mental health perhaps is not something that is uh, recognized, yeah. yeah, acknowledged as much, uh, particularly around uh, sort of childbirth. Uh, it, it, it's not something that a lot of people recognize or acknowledge is a real issue. Um, a lot of people would, would, would just sort of um, say, oh, you're being ungrateful if you're sort of being teary or yeah. w whatever it is. And I feel that um, I, although this is not something that someone's actually come out and said to me in China, but it feels that there is a lot of focus in China on making sure the physical well-being of the mum is looked after. Um, I don't know if they focus as much on a mum's mental health as much because I think perhaps the assumption is that if there's someone who's looking after the child and you're getting sleep and you're getting nourishing yeah. meals, you'll be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. But it doesn't always 
I'm sure it turned out that way and I'm sure there's a lot of women um, would feel differently and have had different experiences yeah. but it's it's just really heartening to see that there is that group where there's a group of women who are very happy to sort of rally each other and support yeah. each other in times so any insight into parenting in a different culture to your own and perhaps how that impacts um, how you raise your child or how your child responds to it yeah yeah I'm really grateful to raise my kids in a in a country with so many other cultures around us because it's not only Chinese she Liz is in an international school uh, so there are kids from I don't know how many countries. Yeah. Um, so she's exposed to a lot of different languages, a lot of different foods, um, different habits, different holidays, all different kind of things. And I'm really grateful for that to yeah. have that experience uh, because I really think we can raise open-minded kids. And for example, I thought it was really funny when Liz was talking about a classmate and I had no idea who that kid was, so I asked her, is it a Chinese child? And she said, I don't know, how should I know? <laughs> well, if we see someone who's Chinese, then yeah. it's really obvious for her that they that, that a Chinese person has black hair or small eyes. But Liz doesn't see it that way. She just doesn't recognize it. And I think yeah. that's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. And, no, no, yeah. Um, so raising a child in a foreign country I think it has a lot of benefits, um, also a lot of uh, contra, um, of not a lot, a few. Yeah. Um, I hope once we go back to the Netherlands that she um, feels like home, that she doesn't have the feeling that she doesn't belong anywhere because yeah. she is raised with so many different kids um, and not with the Dutch habits. We, of course, at home we have the Dutch habits, but yeah. in a normal school week, school is her, the biggest place yeah. where she is. So the most of the time. Um, so I hope that once we move back to the Netherlands, that she can feel at home there. Yeah. And I'm worried about that sometimes. But on the other hand, she still has a lot of experience from all her friends. And yeah. I hope she can take that with her. And yeah yeah no it's um you you're absolutely right and i think i've i've um some of my uh previous uh guests on the podcast have have talked about about this and i think we as as parents i think we all share similar concerns in that um where will our kids uh think they're from or yeah. uh, what do they consider home because and i've said this before uh i have a strong sense of identity because i was i was I was, I think I, uh, I have lived and most of my life in the country that I was born in. Um, so I, I never have to think twice about where I'm from or where my roots are or what my identity yeah. is, but it is something that I'm constantly thinking about for my own child. Yeah. She was born in one country, uh, spent a few years there, and then we brought her to another country where, well, none of us are from, but now we live here. Yeah. Uh, and now, now that she's developing her consciousness, for the longest time, she went through a phase where when someone would ask her where she's from, she used to tell them she's from Beijing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we had been there and she had a fun time. Yeah. Uh, and we would often wonder, where's this coming from? And should we correct her? But we thought, you know what? It's fine. That yeah. changed soon to Bangkok. Again, she had a nicer time there. <laughs> yeah. So, there was a pool, probably. <laughs> I think there was a pool. So yeah. it, it, it keeps changing. But 
but it because it forms a big part of who you are yeah where you're from sort of thing so yeah. it's it's something that 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 you're not alone in having yeah. that concern yeah. um but and and you're absolutely right it's so great i mean kids are exposed to so many different nationalities so many different uh traditions and cultures that uh that we surely would not be able to provide them had we either stayed in pakistan or in the uk mm-hmm. um it's it's just a lot more enriching and i think if anything it probably makes kids far more tolerant and far more empathetic yeah, and that i guess it's uh it's completely invaluable yeah, having yeah. having those experiences yeah i so, agree so any advice that you would offer um new moms who are considering a move overseas i mean i don't know if people are thinking about or going overseas with with <laughs> right covid right now yeah but if anyone had sort of like a big move planned i'm sure eventually they'll have to do it if they have a small child like anything yeah. that you wish you'd known before you moved here um mm, well what i wished i had would have known i'm not sure what i would definitely do is look into we um we chat groups or facebook groups to connect with people who are already there who can yeah. help you like yeah set up your life basically yeah um to tell you what's the best place to live what's the best school um all these things to make to do that beforehand to yeah. to yeah. N- and to know someone and to know someone that you can go to and to just have a coffee yeah. um that you're not alone when you arrive because the husbands m- most of the time it's the husband yeah. they they are off to work and they have long days yeah. um so you're basically on your own so it's good to have a few contacts already made before you actually arrive yeah yeah that's the biggest thing yeah. and all other things come from that absolutely yeah. no you 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 you're right and I, and i've probably talked about this before but um i think that's something that i found really helpful that i actually had somebody who i could and i and i asked her so many questions uh that where do i get my basic groceries from yeah. where, where do i get the school uniform for anything yeah should i, I bring medicine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. any a- anything and and i guess uh, sort of i guess then they become the people who you almost trust um yeah. and they can advise you where where to find the right doctors and where to find the right healthcare and where to find um i guess anything and everything yeah um so that that yeah you you absolutely right so sort of having that but anything that's very specific to sort of maybe um and not just to china i guess anyone who's sort of going anywhere um uh, with maybe a, a young child um no other than contact try yeah. to contact people yeah. yeah have like information before you arrive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or at least people to go to people to yeah. go to yeah no i i agree that's a, that's a really big one Thank you so much. This was really interesting hearing about about your experience with Little Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.